Welcome to Of Dust and Divinity, a place where we ask big questions of small things as we gather around the table with makers, thinkers, and doers. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and join us. And now, here are your hosts, Caben Kramer and Chris Quant. Caben. Chris. How are you? Remember, I'm good. I, I remember back in October, <laughs> we said we were going to start recording in January. Oh. Here it is after Valentine's Day. Oh. What but a, it's good to see you. What a nice wish that was. And how cool would it have been if I hadn't? No, that's not cool. If I wouldn't have seen you at all, I've seen you in between uh, that time. We've we've and I'm grateful been for that. Each other, me too. But s- sitting here, standing here in front of the microphones again, uh, good to be back. I uh, saw you took a swig of something, uh, Cabin. What are you drinking? Oh, this is just some uh, <clears throat> North Coast Old Rasputin. Oh, a little Old Rasputin. I know it's it's an oldie and a goodie. I it's... was in what is the world. World Plus Market or whatever that uh-huh. that store is, and oh, they were a lot of North Coast uh, beer mm-hmm. in there. I was like, wait a minute, that's just from Fort Bragg. You're putting that under the imported beers <laughs> section, <laughs> like that's down the street from my cousin's house. Like I love it, uh, but they had some triples and some quads in there, and you know that mm-hmm. I am a fan of the triple and the quad. Actually, I've got some Belgian mm-hmm. beer right behind me here. Oh yeah. That I should open, but I'm not going to open it right now because yeah, no, no. we want me to be somewhat sober. Save that for a better night. That's right. Um, so jumping right in here. So yeah, I don't have anything to drink. Thanks for asking, Cabin. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good right now. But uh, hey, want to get back into it. I have, I have four questions for you. Okay. And that's going to be this podcast episode. You don't know what these questions are. I don't. We're no we're idea. we're getting the the muscles loose again. The podcast muscles yeah. loose. Saying hey, here we are. We're back. Um, so first we're, question we're going with the TikTok trend of a blind react, blind react. Yeah. You don't, Here we go. you don't know what's coming your way for, for honest. I don't. Uh, tell me about your break. How was your break? Oh, it was, it was really nice. Hawaii. Um, oh, for Christmas, um, family. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, as tends to happen, middle of January, we all got sick. Can for I like just say Melikalikimaka? It's a little late, but I know. Yeah. I know, okay. So everybody got you know sick. What? Interestingly, not a single person on the Island said that to us. Really? So finally, Christmas night, it was like 9.30 at night. We were still at a restaurant. And so I just stopped our waitress. And I was like, hey, like this this might be totally inappropriate for me to ask. But <laughs> is this something we're allowed to say? Like, is that like... Am I going to culturally appropriate anything right now? And she just laughed at us. She's like, oh, yeah, no, it's totally fine. Okay. Wow. And then when I told her I had, I had not heard it at all that whole day, she was shocked. So really? I guess yeah. I guess I just kind of wove my way through all the conversations and missed it. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to lose Hawaii too quickly because I know you mentioned getting sick, and let's not go to the real bummer before we, con- you know, concentrate on the positive real quick. Uh, top food experience uh, for this particular trip because I know you guys went a little bit earlier oh, in the year as well. Man, can there be a top food? Um, okay, so we went to the Kihei Cafe, mm-hmm. which is on an old plantation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've took they've taken the mill, the sugar mill, and they've remade it into a museum slash restaurant, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Incredible food, incredible one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. What was it? The people want to know. Um, I got a um a, a pork belly, mm. and Jen got some kind of a fish. I think. Anyway, it's the best it was, meal we it was ever phenomenal. had. I don't know what I had. I had something. That's, 
that's the story of my life. I mean, if you want to hear my best memories, I'm like, yeah, it was this thing, and I have no idea what happened. Note to Chris, don't ask Cabin to remember stuff. Okay. Don't, don't. Jen, Jen has learned that lesson the hard way. So issues. this entire podcast now, episode might be a bust then. If, cool. If you ask me, like, who directed a random movie yeah. in 2008, yeah. I could probably tell you that, yeah. and I could probably also tell you what happened in the fourth scene of that movie. <laughs> but don't ask who I watched it with or anything about you know anything that matters. Uh, who are the yeah. stars of the movie Garden State? No, don't answer that. Uh, oh, I, I could, but okay. Oh, give me two. <laughs> give me two. Oh, okay. Now I got to. I can see their faces in my head. Okay, never mind. Um, I knew. Okay, never mind. Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. See. Okay. Thank you. I was. I was. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was 2005, 2004. That's a little bit. That was, man, that like eternal sunshine and spotless mind. There were some like. There's some good ones in there. Good, like kind of coming good of age. Indie, good indie ones. In oh, there. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sick. Oh, was it the Rona? Did you get the Rona? Okay. We, we tested negative on the all on all the at homes. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean it wasn't it. It could have been it. Yeah. Okay. But the family Maybe. recovered. We all recovered. Good. All right. Good. And uh, your son started playing a sport. Yes. Tell me about that. <laughs> so Judah, he's nine. He's never played on a team sport before, right? He's never done Pop Warner. He's never done Little League. He's done yeah. none of that. Um, he He's done swim team for two years, which is fun. But swim team's very individualized, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's is, is it a team sport? That's, you know. Yeah. Anyway. If it's a relay. Maybe, maybe. maybe the relays, yeah. But the rest of them are all individual events. Okay. Um, so this year, we put him in rugby. Oh. which context I went to a high school that only had rugby. We didn't have football. Now, was this when you were overseas? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Kenya. Okay. So I, and, and then more context, I actually never played rugby okay. because man, I'm learning so much about myself through this process, Chris, but yeah, like, honestly, <clears throat> I was, I was afraid to let the team down. I was afraid to try something and be bad at it. Yeah. And I didn't really have the voices in my life to just encourage me to go after it and fall on my face and fail. Mm. Um, I didn't have voices in my life that were explicitly shaming me if I did. Yeah. But it was one of those things where like, if it didn't go well, it would just be kind of that dinner conversation of like, yeah, sports are just dumb anyway. Right. right. Instead of being right. like, address the heart, build the character, like let's jump back in. Mm. Like it's not about the sport, it's about building the kid, right? <clears throat> so I missed out on all that. And I just wasn't, you know, I, I showed up in Kenya. I was 13 years old, um, you know, an overweight white kid mm-hmm. walking onto the rugby pitch with all of these other people who were much more fit and much more athletic than me, who had clearly been playing the sport for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, nope. And just <laughs> turned never, around never and played. walked yeah. right back. <laughs> so I spent all of high school um, watching a lot. So I knew the sport. But this was something else. Like I, I've never considered myself a sports guy. Okay. And part of it is, as soon as you say you like a sport, the next question people ask is, "Who's your favorite team?" Mm-hmm. And then the next question after that is, "Who's your favorite player?" Mm-hmm. Like I can't just like a sport. I can't just say I really like tennis, and I cannot name a single tennis star. Right. I don't even know the name of the tournaments they play in. I just like watching it. 
okay. people turn around and call you all kinds of names, right? If not to your face and certainly behind your back. People get very involved in their sports teams, right? And it's, yes. it's territorial, right? Because I can right. be, I was in, recently I was up in Billings, Montana. Okay. Coldest weather I've ever, this California kid <laughs> had some yeah. adjusting to do. Negative six degrees. Mm. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something. No, thank you. For those of you who have not been in negative six degree weather or colder, layers, which I knew, I I, I kind of did a lot of layers on top. Turns out wearing jeans in negative six degree weather, you might as <laughs> well be walking in your boxers. Like not like there's nothing on on the bottom. See, Wind because in California, right yeah, when, when we think about layers, we think about the top, right? Because you can get away with like jeans in any weather in California. Yeah. Even up in Tahoe. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No. Apparently below, I don't know, 20, game over. Done. <laughs> anyway. But it, I was in I was in the, the airport at Billings, and I've grown up uh, watching the – I played Little League, watching the San Francisco Giants. Like, that's just been my team. Have I been following them closely in my adulthood? Not as, not as much as other people. But there was a guy in the airport that had – a San Francisco Giants jersey on, and they mm. were talking about Will Clark, who was like the big player when I was a kid. Like Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell, those were the the players there. That those were the guys, you know, that we idolized as kids. I played on the Giants for the little for my little league team. So blah 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 blah. So this guy has this Giants uh, jersey on, and they're talking about Will Clark, and they're going to retire his number here. You know, I don't know, like a month or something like that. And for me, <laughs> like. These are the last people in the world like I would want to talk to that I talk to. I just I'm I keep to myself most of the time. <laughs> Shocker. But I'm like, oh man, Giants, that's so good. And like Will Clark is a kid. I'm like totally engaging with these guys that I would wouldn't normally do to save my life. You couldn't pay me enough to do it. But like because it was a sports team, because it was regional, because it was local, because I identified with this dang shirt that this guy was wearing, I'm like, I'm going all in. And the guys looked at me like, yeah. And then they just walked off. <laughs> That's the last time I ever try and be vulnerable again. I'm never sharing my heart with anybody is, is the thing that I took away from that. <laughs> but it is funny, right? How we so identify and we we, we find like people like that. Right. Over, well, and, over a and, dumb game. And, and what I've realized is I don't identify. I don't identify with a team. I don't identify with players. You like, are a cold-hearted killer, my friend. And and so because of that, I've never felt like I could call myself a sports guy, right? Yeah. But what I'm learning, so not only is Judah playing, but because I'm one of the very few parents who actually understand the sport, I'm also now coaching. <laughs> so oh, so really? now that I'm coaching rugby and watching that. these eight, nine, and ten-year-old minds like grasp an entirely new concept yeah i am like i love rugby i could see you, now i can see you as a coach now don't ask me any players names don't ask me any team names wait I on your know. own team you don't know your players names? oh no i know my players oh, okay. i'm talking about like wow, premiership you know awkward. and things like okay. that or or um major league rugby in the u.s or any of those i i don't know yeah but i do know that i love the sport and like it's been this mental exercise of like disentangling, being able to appreciate an athletic event and yeah. a team exercise and having to also have this fierce loyalty that seems to come with it mm -hmm. for so many people. Mm -hmm. um, 
so yeah, it's, it's been a ton of fun. And, and, you know, a lot of these kids have never seen a rugby game, you know, so they're, they're used to playing football. And, and I like to say that rugby is about as similar to football as soccer is to basketball, right? Like soccer and basketball round ball, you dribble, you shoot it in the goal, right? Well, okay. Rugby and football kind of oblong, weird shaped ball. You run it down a field you try to get into the, the end zone. Right. Okay. So, but that's about where the similarities end. Is it called an end zone? No, it's called a tri zone. Do you do you play on the pitch? Do you guys call it the pitch? Yeah. Well, you know, we we tend to try to fill our language with grace because we recognize that rugby's like okay. the bottom of the pile of sports in America. So <laughs> it's yeah, down we, there. We, we don't we don't get we don't get hung <laughs> you don't, up you, on if you it's don't a pitch get all or a match with your, uh... or if or if you're wearing a kit or a jersey. We don't you know we don't get all, all caught up on any of that. All right. Fair enough. Um. If you want to call it a game that you wear a jersey to, that's fine. You can still play on the team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have no idea. I'm just trying to like pull my snooty British as, as much as I know is calling it a pitch, but that's that's mm-hmm. about it. And that's from watching Ted Lasso. So there you go. Oh, I love Ted Lasso. Did, did this just become an episode about sports ball, Chris? We are not sports ball guys. We're not at all. We're the last um. people that need to be talking about this. So <laughs> let me <laughs> let me ask you this. We're in uh, we're in twenty twenty two. New mm-hmm. year, kind of fresh here. What's what are you looking forward to? What's one thing you're looking forward to this year? Oh man. Yeah, okay. Um across the board or in an area? Whatever you want. Are you giving me is this categories? Do I have like one category I got to go with? One category. Like, okay. Um we are taking some big steps in our sprouted walnut business mm-hmm. with a marketing firm which we've Ooh. never done before. 100% of everything we've done with Sprout Walnuts has been purely organic. We haven't paid for a single ad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> kind of scary to talk about. So we're, we're going to be... I've hit on something here. I'm excited. I know. I know. I knew, th- I knew this was going to get something out of you. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, marketing firms are not cheap. Um, no. And it's also really hard for me to gauge whether or not they're effective or good because I I'm not a marketer. So <laughs> if they show me something, how do I know if it's good? Um. Anyway, so it'll be interesting. Okay. We we're we're in a yeah we're we're in a twelve month contract now with this marketing. Really? Yeah, okay. To see if they can gin up something good for us. Anything so. that you can share that you're excited about of uh, a campaign or a, uh, you know, Hey, we got pictures taken the other day. We're going to be, so we're, we're starting we're still, in a short film. We're making a commercial. We're no, no, we're not. We're not going that big right now. This first year, we're just trying to target like social media ads. Okay. And SEO. Um, Bless you. Trying, trying to drive more traffic. Okay. Um, just through SEO and, and, uh, social media. So we haven't gone into other media formats. We haven't gone into like print or um, television or anything like that. Um, that could all happen in the future. But right now we're just trying to, you know, because we've grown our brand really through social media so far, we're saying, okay, you've done that organically. Is there anything we can capitalize um, through paid? All right. Very cool. Well, when you're looking for a distinguished middle-aged farmer-looking type for your commercial, let me know. I'll send you my audition tape. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sprouted walnuts, one a day. That's all we ask. Is that (laughs) one a day? (laughs) Can we do that? No. Do you want your day to sprout with life? (laughs) Try sprouted walnuts today. How many puns can we work into this commercial? 
Um, okay, one other exciting thing that I will share with you. Yes, please. We bought a tractor. Well, hello. <laughs> Tell so me this is more. Now on the farm side. Oh. But now I'm like a real farmer because now I actually own a tractor. So you guys, I saw on on social that you guys were at an auction. Cabin was checking out the tractors. I saw pictures of yep. it. Is that yep. where you guys decided to make the the, the jump? It, you know, most people will go to a an auction or something. They'll buy a spa. You got a tractor. Uh-huh. Well, it, it was it was the farm show, is what oh, it was. The farm show, excuse me. So it's okay. There's kind of two major farm shows that happen in the state of California. One in Northern California. One one in Southern California. Okay. So it draws people from all over. Um, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> hey, look, I've never been to a farm show. I kind of want right? to go to one. Most the, people don't even know the, it the exists. The pictures that I saw, I'm um, like, that looks like But it's open cool. to the public. Anyone could walk through and see all the farm tech that you know they're they're rolling out and okay. pushing that year. Um, but that that's where we started the conversation. Okay. And then we followed up uh, the following week. We did some more research on our own, went to a couple other tractor lots, talked to other people. And then realize that, yeah, we want to go back with that first guy we talked to. And and so we ended up buying a tractor from him. So a tractor. I mean, mm-hmm. I just pictured a thing that just, I don't know. What is a tractor? It tows things. Like, what what, what do you what do? You do? Do, you, do you have a bucket on the front? And was it that medieval thing that I saw chopping and pruning the trees <laughs> that has rotating blades no. that... <laughs> That was a scary looking machine. Right? That is, I mean, if if you just had a lineup of those charging down the the field, whew, that would be scary. Um, okay, so if you think of like your kind of little tractor, and I I don't mean that that that's a wrong word. If you think of the small utility tractors that people with two, three, five acres might get, mm-hmm. like a lot of people around Auburn have like the little Kubotas mm-hmm. with the bucket on it and something else on the back. Right. right? Those are typically like between twenty and thirty five horsepower. Three cylinder diesel tractor. Okay. On the other end, if you drive by rice fields or other kind of row crops, you'll see these great big tractors with like treads on them. Okay. Those are anywhere from 250 to 800 horsepower. Those are big tractors, right? Got it. Um, for orchards, most tractors are between 90 and 150 horsepower. So this tractor, so currently on the farm, my parents own a, a, two farm tractors. Uh, one is a 45 or one's a 55 horsepower and the other is a 105 horsepower. And the 105 horsepower is the only one with enough power to really do most of the heavy farming. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we're really like a, a one and a half tractor farm, right? Like there's one tractor that really farms the land. And then we have our second tractor to kind of do other little things around the farm. The task. Without having to switch out. Yeah, the task without having to switch out implements, right? Okay. So, but neither tractor has a cab on it. So it gets really dusty during the summer. And, you know, we're we're moving towards organic, but there's still some chemicals that we spray that you probably shouldn't be inhaling. Um, And that's always, for the last couple of years, um, been a unique challenge. And Jen has told me ever since we started if you ever buy a tractor with a cab, I'll do a lot more farming. Oh, okay. So motivation. Yes. And the other thing is we don't have a forklift. So the the thing we use to move around pallets and other stuff around the farm is this older 55 horsepower tractor, which can't always lift all the loads we try to put on it, right? It's 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 a smaller tractor. So this tractor that we just bought, which we're very excited about on the farm here. 
Um, it's a 105 horsepower. Hello. It has a cab. Shiny. And it has a 4,000 pound front loader, Get which can here. handle everything that we do with a front loader. Front loader uh, being what now? You're, I'm not a farmer person. What, what is a front loader? A front loader is those little forky things on the front that ah. either has a bucket on it or forklift prongs yeah. on it or <clears throat> something like that. They don't so, let me near the power tools. So, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So okay. now, now, now we will have 200 horsepower tractors. So we can have two tractors that can fully run the farm. Um, so they, they can work back and forth with each other. So here's what, here's what I want you and Jen to do at one point and, and however you decide to split it up because the trees are in rows, right? Yep. You just have a starting line in one row, starting line in the other (laughs) row. You two gun it off and see who can drag race down to the end of the row first. New tractor, the old tractor, which one wins? Yep. That's going to, that's going to make some classic social media content right there. You're welcome. (laughs) Tell that to your marketing firm. (laughs) That's that's you want to drive in great engagement, you drag race these tractors down a a walnut field. Yep, well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on getting the tractor. I don't want to know how much it costs because uh, I think that would just make me sad of of Mm -hmm. how much the tractor would cost. Yeah, the the tractor makes the marketing firm look really cheap. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing though, like, how you have to have the right tools for the right job. And it's an investment and you've got to do it. You've got to keep, keep it going. And it's just, it's part of the necessity. Like, Oh, Hey, it's not like you're just going out buying a shiny object just because you want a right. shiny object. Like we right. actually have to get work done and we have to be as efficient as we can to do this. Yeah. We have to spend money. So, well, and both jet, both Jen and I were talking, we're like this, as long as this property is the only property we're farming, mm-hmm. that might have be the last tractor we ever have to buy. Oh, Okay. Because was it brand the, new? Was it was it was it brand a sh- new shiny twenty twenty one model? Yeah. Okay. Well, twenty twenty. I think it's a twenty twenty. Oh, twenty twenty. Okay. Because the way that tractors work, they don't they're they're a little bit slower off the line. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a twenty twenty, but yeah, it's a zero hour tractor. They call it when it's yeah, it's not not been used at all. All the things. Okay. Um, nice. And and the existing hundred horsepower tractor we have will last for another thirty. 40 years it'll be it'll keep going so you guys are set yeah exactly and so this one will this yeah nice okay um i I wanted to keep this at uh probably shorter than we're at right now oh we're we're at about 22 minutes right now well maybe we're coming up on a half an hour so okay i want to move us on that was very good thank you for sharing about the tractor that was that was very exciting we're going from sports to tractors boy if this podcast doesn't have it all caven Jeez Louise, if we have not lost all of our let me, women listeners yet, let oh, me let me tell you. Question? This is uh, I, I want to know because I know the holidays. This is the first time that you guys are doing it. It was a real increase in in business that, because business can be seasonal, right? Like there's yep. times we're all thinking about gifting. I know I gifted my family some uh, some lovely sprouted walnuts over the holidays. Um, but what is there anything that you've learned as a small business owner since uh, we're not even a year into it yet? You're, you're coming yep. up on a year since things really yep. started to take off. Um, yeah. is, is there one takeaway that you're like, man, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, six months ago, I'd love to tell myself this. Yeah. I'm going to answer that after I blow my nose. Blow your nose. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you're struggling. We can, we can edit this out of the, uh, of the podcast. This break in the podcast brought to you by Facial Tissues. Facial Tissues, good for your face. Now back to the show. Um, so question was, uh, 
what what is one thing that you've learned that or that you could go back and tell yourself, you know, six months ago, boy, I wish I knew this about being a small business owner. Okay. I actually did know, but I forgot. So I would have gone back and I would have told myself, remember, it's possible to increase sales and lose money. Oh, tell me more. It's it's the classic scenario where, you know, we we tend to think that if sales increase, profit increases. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is not true because sales are measured on the top line of the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. Literally a P&L, the very top line is sales. Right. But we eat off the bottom line as business owners, mm. which is your net profit. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of space between the top line and the bottom line. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other lines in there, <laughs> which means it's possible for sales to increase and profits decrease. Um, which is kind of what we experienced during the holidays. Okay. So, lesson learned. Yeah. Lesson learned. It's, you know, there's such a thing as growing too quickly. Okay. Um, there's such a thing as, you know, non-optimal performance, which impacts things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was our first holiday, so yeah. I don't really fault ourselves as doing anything wrong. No. We had to kind of take a stab in the dark and guess yeah. into an unknown. Um, so, you know, we, we've learned a lot of metrics about, kind of what our our market cap is and and kind of the receptivity around mm-hmm. it and we realized that you know there were there were some errors in our guesses which we expected yeah, right sure. like we didn't expect to get it right um but we also had these ideas of maybe how much money we could carry us over into Q1 because mm. we know that Q1 is notoriously low sure. in sales um and and we're experiencing that right now and and then when we got to December 31st and there wasn't <laughs> that's that number that we had thought that there might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this kind of come to Jesus conversation of like, what happened? And then and then of course we we realized what happened. Yeah. Um, so so good though. Yes. It's all a part of the learning process. It's your like, how do you I mean, you can get I know you guys are being mentored, I know you guys are doing yeah. all the things, like trying to make sure that you're being, you know, good about checking things, doing metrics tracking the data, blah, blah, blah. But there is some stuff, right, that you just have to do it to learn it. And even if you're like, I forgot that, okay, well, now I know. Now I'm learning. So I appreciate you uh, being vulnerable a little bit there with us and letting us know. Like like with any, I'm sure any small business owner would go like, yep, (laughs) yep. Gosh, that's a thing. January, terrible. Everybody just spent all their money. Now they're trying to save and pretend that they didn't spend all that money in December. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, good stuff, man. And yeah. and I got to tell you, like looking at the website recently and the the, you know, innovations that you guys have made and just always trying to optimize it, like I love what you said there where you're trying to get it better and better. Um mm-hmm. and and make sure that you're meeting people where they're at because that is kind of your main it's your lobby, it's your it's where you yeah. greet people. Um, and to make it the the experience uh, so much better and, and easier is I can tell I can tell that you're learning I can tell that you guys aren't just sitting on your heels you're iterating forward blah 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 business talk good stuff <laughs> thanks for sharing that anything else you want to share yeah. about the any anything we should know about the business I mean I I just love what you guys are doing like there's so many yeah. people that are fans of the sprouted walnut this isn't the sprouted walnut like celebration <laughs> hour. Um, but it is a part of a big part of who you guys are and really what spurs these conversations, uh, in our next episode, I want to talk about something that you, you guys, that you brought up, uh, on one of your conversations uh, a while back, 
um, okay. about greenwashing, and I, I want to dive yeah. into that. Let's, and, let's jump into that. And, but yeah, next so time. all of this kind of revolves around what you guys are doing. So. Yeah. I, in a way, I do want to celebrate that, and I, I do want to yeah. say well done to you guys. And by the way, those savory walnuts are quite, Ooh. quite delicious. Ooh. People haven't gotten They're the savory so good. walnuts. Get them now. They're so good. Um, let's let's end with this, Cabin, and yeah. uh, and and we'll call it good for for today. But uh, what what are you grateful for? Oh, what am I great? So many things. I'm, you know, it's super cheesy. Um, I, I'm. I'll just say I'll I'll start with it, and then I'll unpack wise. I'm, I'm grateful for my wife and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say it's super cheesy because I think for most of my life, I would have said that because it was the right thing to say, mm-hmm. not because it was the true thing to say, you know, it's like one of those things like, Oh, I know I'm going to end up in the doghouse. Well, <laughs> don't say this. So I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like when you're in church and they're like, who do you love the most? And you're like, Jesus. Because <laughs> you know, me. you know, if you don't say that, you're in big trouble. Well, there goes um, one of the jewels out of my crown. Dang it! Yep. Just when I thought I had a complete set. Sorry. Go ahead. But I, I feel like, um, so I, I started going to therapy again for the third or fourth time in August of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, just, just therapy is so good when you're willing to like really kind of put it all out there. Um, so much growth happened, um, and just learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about some inner monologues and conversations and belief structures, um, that were impacting my family. And Mm. then, you know, having those conversations with Jen kind of through the holidays, um, you know, even, you know, right as we landed back from Hawaii, having some pretty significant conversations and, I'm working through it together and just really now being in a place here in the middle of February, we're like, man, I am just, I am grateful for my bride. Like Mm. I, I landed a good one, man. That's awesome. Um, So that, that's genuine. It it doesn't come from a place of, you know, properness. It comes from a place of, yeah, it's, it's been a path. It's been a journey. It's awesome, man. That's so good. And can't say enough about, you know, we, we exercise every other part of our body, or at least we try to like, why isn't our mind something that we pay attention to a lot as well. And and with Mm -hmm. that stigma of, of mental health and and whatnot. Um, so, so glad that you brought that up and, and folks, you know, we're realizing that now that that is, that is, that is a part of us that is huge part of us. It's a muscle, but it's also just so core to who we are. And so that's, I'm I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that. Thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for yeah. being vulnerable. Thanks for chatting with me for a little bit. Again, just speaking of muscles, getting the podcasting muscles back up and yeah. running again. So we're 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 back at it. Uh, like I said, I've got another episode, like more questions than we've got time for today. So thank awesome. you so much, Caven. It was so good to connect with you again via yeah. the microphones. And yeah. looking forward to when we do it next time. Yeah, you too, Chris. Hey, and if you're listening to this and you have some things you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. We've got an email address. Um, which Chris is about to tell you because I don't know what it is. I can't remember what. It <laughs> oh is. man, talk about exercising muscles! All right, we're we're gonna we we do have an email which we'll know by the next episode because oh it would be so fun to you know have some conversations based on other feedback. Yes, why can't I remember it? Thank you, Cabin, for remembering to promote the things, and I cannot remember <laughs> for the life of me. Like, like any good host or co-host should do is to say, hey, here's a great way to get a hold of us and contact us. It's, okay, I've got it. Are we ready? 
Yep. It's of dust and divinity at gmail.com. Are you kidding me? All, all one could, word. All one word. Of okay. dust and divinity. Spell out the word and of dust and divinity at gmail.com. Awesome. Looking forward to get back into it with you, Chris. This is great. Same, my friend. See you next time. And that's our show. If this conversation was meaningful to you, like it was to us, leave a rating and review so that more people just like us can discover this podcast and join the conversation themselves. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here and we'd love for you to join the conversation too. But hey, you've heard enough of our voices. For show notes or to connect with this community of seekers, visit us online at ofdustanddivinity.com. Partner with us on Patreon and get access to exclusive content, merch, and hidden perks. Go to patreon.com slash ofdustanddivinity. Join our Facebook group of Dust and Divinity podcast community and engage with us on Instagram at ofdust underscore and divinity. As you go through your day, remember these words of Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given to you, for you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Ladies and gentlemen, Caven has left the room. He is going to find a Kleenex. I find it interesting that he doesn't have one nearby him because any true podcaster would have a box of tissues at the ready, ready to go. And now I'm just left staring at his totes and books and somewhat organized bookshelf. It is it is quite nice. But he's not back yet. So we're just going to sit here and we're going to have a conversation, listener, you and I. And... uh I realize that's a huge mistake because you you can't talk back to me. And so hopefully Caben will join us soon. Oh, how's it going there? I missed your solo. I missed your song. Uh, well, you know, it was it was ragging on you the whole time. So uh <laughs> good. Like any real good. podcaster would have a box of tissues right next to him. And, uh, <laughs> I so, know, man. Yeah. Prepared for Ooh. any situation. Okay, we can just cut out that. Yeah, well, we, we actually, I might want to. I want. I might want to hear what she has to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs>